Hello and welcome to Emma's podcast. So in today's podcast, uh, we're going to be talking more and more about businesses. And today we're going to call it the perfect bait. I like that. That sounds pretty fishy, but that's awesome. So we're going to talk about how to learn about your big fish and prepare for the first contact you make with them. This first contact is essential to your success. You need to instill confidence in them. They need to know you can fulfill exactly what you're offering on time, at a good price and at the quality you promise. That is, I think, one of the biggest issues we've got because most people can be apprehensive and staying grounded. Because I talked about staying grounded, you know, be present in a moment, awareness. But when you are dealing with a client or a prospect, the big fish, then you need to be able to play the part. If you're not, then just pretend in front of the mirror until you feel that people can buy it. Because if not, then it's not going to work. So when you instill confidence, then they need to know you can fully fulfill exactly, not fully, but fulfill exactly what you are offering on time. So that's another thing too. Delivery is essential. Pricing is essential. Quality of the promise. They will hold on to it when they hire you. So today's we'll actually go through the big approach on how to make the perfect first impression because first impression, that's the thing that people are going to remember about you. If you don't do a first good impressions, then don't even bother. Seriously, you can try to cross correct, but it's going to take a while. But the first impressions says everything. So before you put together your approach plan, you need to choose which big fish you're going after. Again, selecting your customer. If you don't know who you're going to go after, who you want to attract, who do you want to discuss, then don't even waste your time with going to 10,000 different people because it's not going to be your target market. Focus on your target market. Who do you want to lend a contract with? So that's one of the biggest things. So take a look at your notes and the research you have done about prospective fish, because here's the biggest things too. You can go with your hands in your pocket, but I can guarantee if you don't do the work, your homework about who they are, in less than a minute, they're going to close the door because they realize you never approach them for anything. You have no idea who they are. Uh, same uh, that happens to me so just a little story that had nothing to do with going for a big fish but the reverse I was going to the car dealership many years ago a few years ago should I said not many but few years ago and I was just looking at see if I wanted to change my car or not oh yeah it was many years ago actually because that was the six that wasn't the one I just did yeah I was almost done with the lease on that car and I'm like well let's see what they got I went over there and there was I was contacted actually by my car uh, dealership and I'm like, okay, well, you know, if somebody contacts me, I have an appointment with that person, that person better to know who I am or what my car is, not especially who I am, but the car, my car, because they have all of the records there. 
when I went over there, so I got irritated because um, the person I, I, I was supposed to meet, I didn't even meet that person, the switch person in between. The guy was totally lost, had no clue, irritated the life out of me in less than a minute because I'm like, if you cannot even pull the record on the front of me, start to look at it and ask me some questions that you already have in your records, what's the point? I was extremely irritated, finished the conversation, walked away, and I said, I will not buy it again here because that is not worth it. If you don't do your homework before you talk to a client or a prospect, don't bother. Go to the coffee shop around the block and do nothing, then irritate somebody because there will be no second chance on that. I can guarantee that. If somebody does it to me, I'm, not, I'm saying, no, you have not done your homework. That is not the kind of company I want to work with. That makes sense because I think you want people to know who you are, your product, your services, your core um, uh, foundation knows your your statement, what your company is all about. It doesn't mean the needy and greedy, but at least know the essential and how it's going. So that's one thing. The research is essential and a lot of people don't even think about it. And it's like, come on, think about it. Then you decide, because, you know, in a list you've got, you have to decide which one will be the easiest to approach to start out with. Because you don't want, well, some do. It depends on the day. You want to take the most challenging one that will be a little bit more difficult to learn because it's something that is brand new and you're not so sure. Or you can have one that you know, or you did your research and figured out very quickly that... um, what do you call it, um, they are in a need of your services. So it would be easier for you to approach them like kind of a warm lead, not a cold lead, but a warm one. And that makes a huge difference. So start with the easiest one to see how it goes. You know, get your feet into the toes, into the water. That's all. So there is a series of things to go through in choosing which fish to start with. They are Position your business, compile your hit list, and select the best target. So positioning your business. You need to position your business to make the first move by listing your revenue stream, your operational procedures, where your fish is initially positioned, your big customer research, and put it all together. So you have to figure out where you stand compared to that company. How are you gonna approach it? Now, compile your hit list. Your prospect, start with a list of all the company you have been considering, all of them. Put that list together, then narrow it down to the one who no could use your product or service. Don't overlook obvious choices, whether they are big or small. Even small company could be big fish in the future. So don't regard what their revenues or profits are. Focus on who could use your product or services. Who are the one in a dire need of it? It could be a small shopper on the block, a bakery or somebody that really need your help. And it's not that big. But they can be bigger as you bring the product and their services into it. You can help them to expand their business. When you do this, they're becoming bigger and they're becoming your 
um, long time, you're building a long-term relationship actually with that company that will continue to grow and it can be bigger and that will be part of what I call it the marquee account or your top 15 or 25 accounts. The bigger one, the one you're going to nurture. Now, select the best target. So that's another thing as well. Once you've got your list, narrow it down. You need to decide which one is the best fish to start with. You need to consider a couple of things. So before you go crazy and you list like in your Christmas shopping list of companies, ask yourself, which have the most purchasing resources to spend? Does their company vision complement yours, complement mine? Because if their vision doesn't, what's the point? All right. If you don't agree with their vision, don't do business with them. That would be my prerogative on this one. What are their employee incentive program as they relate to your product and services? Do you know what they're doing? Is there is any incentive program? Is there is anything to continue to boost it up or not? What's the company real need for you? Will the partnership lead you off course? So, when we talk, um, talk about companies and partnership, and, and we're talking about it right now, you have to figure it out that is it really a need for you? Is it something that is an extension of their services and that complements what they're doing and complements your product or services? Is it or not? And is that partnership, and I think that's the biggest one too, lead you off course, meaning is this really what you want to do, interacting with that company? Is it bringing you to the next level or not? That's the first question you should be asking you too. I will put it on number one question as well, because that's something that if it's not bringing you where you want to, to be, but inst instead derail you or doesn't help you or expand your business, then it's not for you, isn't it? But again, it's your own choice to decide. Now, you should have a target in mind to start with. It's time to plan your approach and execute that plan. Here's the step-by-step -step plan to help you make a good first impression. Because if you don't have it, it's not going to happen. It's build and analyze your database. Divide your leads into three different categories. Hot leads is one of them because you need to figure it out. Great fits. Is it fitting perfectly with what I'm doing? And secondary leads. Send out introductory mailing to your target to introduce yourself, your company, your services, product, and vision. They need to be short, clean, and concise. So you don't have to tell your full story about grandpa, grandma. It's about what you do. Quick, sweet, to the point. Follow up with your first phone call. Two to three days. So the introductory, I will go with an email. Because you're going to do a drip campaign. A dream campaign. It's a sequential email sent to a prospect. That's what a drip campaign is. So you start with a simple email 
sweet, go to the, uh, straight to the point. And then, and you need to know who you're, you're emailing it to because this is when you do your research. You should know who's who into the company. And you don't want to send it to the um, worker bees. You're sending it to the one who signed the checks. Leadership and management. Management slash leadership. Because they are the one who can approve and sign off on budget, on contracts. So they are the one you want to talk to. So following up with the first phone call two to three days after they would have received the email and during the phone call, find out whom you need to speaking with in a future and try to set up a meeting with that right person. So if you do your research prior to that, and there is uh, different ways to do it, actually, there is um, Zoom info, there is other area uh, like you can go on LinkedIn, do your research to find out who the leadership is into those companies if it's a smaller one it could be a little bit more uh conversant to do the work but you can always find out who's who when you find those people then it's easier to send directly those emails actually directly to them and uh trying on the phone could be a little bit challenging when people because some of them what you call it how you pass the roadblock which is basically a receptionist because sometimes trying to pass those good luck with that especially when you do a call call that is you know when you're facing the receptionist and they are hanging up in your face they're sweet like like uh, like candy and then all of a sudden they realize your prospect is like oh my god i don't want to talk to them okay they hang up on you so figure out they are up front if you don't then you can ask very politely who is the decision maker you need to talk to and set up an appointment Follow up your phone call with another email to thank them for taking the time to speak with you and offer more detail about your product or services. Use this later on an, an opportunity to set up a meeting to do a presentation. Follow up the letter with another phone call a couple of days after they would have received the letter. This phone call is to help you further develop your relationship with the prospect client. You should also be able to set up a presentation meeting with them. So this can be a little trickier when people don't know you, but if you do it properly, it will work. Call again a week later if they haven't agreed to a meeting or presentation. Ask if they receive your creative letter, the second one, and if they have a minute when you can stop by and introduce yourself in person, if you can. Now, don't be upset if you don't seal the deal right away because the, the matter is when you do this kind of approach and a lot of people thinking, well, I'm picking up the phone, I'm going to do this. And in 15 minutes, snap, snap. Yes, like you heard. It's going to happen. No, it is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's how do you nurture your leads? If it's a warm lead, then you have a better chance to land a contract with them, sell your product, do a partnership with. However, if it's a call call, it's a call lead that you basically decided to go after a specific company to land, then this requires some nurturing. You might be facing some rejection first, but it doesn't mean you have to give up. You have to think outside of the box to attract them. I know. 
a lot of people, when I talk about car calls, <laughs> don't like to do it. It's like, I do not like it. And I'm like, well, I don't blame you on that. It's not that pleasant when you do that either. And you have great uh, uh, possibility to meet people and you have worse possibility to meet people <laughs> to the way they respond to you. But you have to try it. So that's one thing. Some people simply take a little longer to woe. These can all be a little intimidating at first, but when you know you are offering a quality product service, you can't go wrong. And I'm serious on this one. You cannot go wrong. Once you've gone through this process and make first contact and hopefully a good first impression, it's time to put your best face forward, which means sending the right salesperson to seal the deal. Again, if you're opening the door and you're going to send somebody, make sure you get the right person. If you're the one doing it and you're going to be closing it, you're the closer, great. You, if you need help or get to put this together, then you can go for a test ride with a coach and to uh, have access to a wealth of great resources and tools. That is also possible to do. But you need to make sure that when you're dealing with... Um, contact first contact feels like a sci-fi movie on this one which is not uh to get the first best impression when you go for the perfect bait it requires a lot of research because as no a lot of people say well yeah i'm gonna go and i'm just gonna go in with luck no just do your homework as i said i experienced firsthand and i got extremely irritated you have no idea how well maybe some of you have an idea that when somebody approaches you and don't even know what you're doing, what you're suppo they're supposed to know about, it's quite irritating because it feels like you're wasting my time. You're wasting somebody else's time. It's like to go to an interview for a company and don't do a little bit of research about the company. It's like, okay, I don't know who you are, but I want to be working for your company. Well, do a little bit of research who they are, have an idea of their product, their services, what they're bringing, and all of that good thing. But if you don't do it, this is going to be painful. So research is essential. You don't go out of the gate and just say, hey, I'm here. Here I am. I can help you. People will react a different way if you do this. However, if you strategically do the homework, do the work upfront, it will pay off at the end. Understanding how the company works so you can tailor your messages to them. You need to know who they are. You need to know what are their pain point or understand, looking at what they're trying to resolve, what they're trying to sell, what is going on with that company. So there is a different way. There's different ways to figure out how it works and how you can get there. But the research is essential. And make sure if you're meeting them, then you have the right person to close the deal. Because if you don't, then you're going to shoot yourself in the foot again for something that should have been great that is going to end up to be a flop. So think about the perfect bait. Do your homework on how to approach them. Do your uh, market bench as well to know where they are because you got great companies and you will realize very quickly when you're looking at their product that, hey, it will, should work great, but that doesn't work. What's going on? Why are they not selling? What is the issue? 
Figure out their competitor. Who are their competitors? And what you can bring to them. So if it's an alliance for product or if it's working inside of the company to help them to expand their businesses, do, do, do your homework. You have to know uh, all of this and some more when, you're, um, when you approach, want to approach a client. But it takes time. Again, it is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And a lot of people confused all of this. And they are not, they want closing now, now, now. Sometimes it's going to maybe takes three, four, five, six months to land the perfect company. It takes time, nurturing. You don't want to upset them. You don't want to me miss a big sale. What you need to do is to be able to approach them and just distill information to them, like a drip campaign. A drip campaign is a campaign, and we talked about it, uh, and I talked a little bit about it on some of my podcasts, but I'm going to start to talk more on my um, solo podcast, because a drip campaign, it takes normally 27 to 70 point touch point, meaning sending about 27 to 72 emails, not harassing them, but with, that's called a drip campaign, providing information, getting them interested. Because if you drop a huge email to start with and overwhelm them, forget it. Remember, the attention span for people now is three seconds. It used to be 15, <laughs> now it's down to three seconds, meaning you need to capture the interest of the uh, your audience by dropping three to four line maximum. You cannot write a book. If you write a book, they're not going to read it. I want sweet, sweet sentences, quick to the point, telling me who you are, but intriguing me, not just giving me all of the rundown, what you can do in God Miracle, you can do, intrigue me. That's what you have to do. Pick their curiosity until the next one. Get them excited to know who you are. But that's what we call a drip campaign. So make sure when you're positioning yourself for the perfect bait and how to attract that, then this is what you need to look for. That's what it's all about. So this was our podcast for today. And I have no idea what we're going to be talking on our next podcast. Talk to you later. Bye. Universe Podcast.